This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Good Friday. This is another episode of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, part of the new Fanatical Elves Network, and we are going to be talking NFL Browns draft strategy today, needs, and I've got a special guest here. We've had him on the show before for our our podcast, and he's also a contributor now with our Fanatical Elves Network. Very happy to have BP in Pepper Pike here. Welcome, BP. How are you doing today? Doing well, John. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm glad we got to the weekend. This is my uh, my spring break. Um, my our school is off for the next week, so I had today off. I I, I planted a tree in the backyard, so we're it's it's beautiful weather down here in Columbus. Uh, a, a little cool. I don't know what it's like up up there where, where you're at. Similar weather, uh, 50 degrees and sunny. Excellent. Always nice. I, I don't miss, I'll tell you, you know, I told you before I lived in Kansas all those years and uh, I do not miss uh, the wind. It was always windy any any day of the week in Wichita. Uh, I love the sunny skies, but I don't miss the wind. So not much wind today. Had, mm-hmm. had a lot of rain this past week down here. We, we got buckets of rain. So, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. it's sunny today. Yeah. No, Cleveland, we got a ton of wind here. That's... Uh... <laughs> We're like the windy, windy city part two. That's right. But. Well, I'm ha- I'm really happy to have you on the show today, and we're just gonna uh, look at a lot of different. I know we've we've had some other guests on this week on our, on a fanatical elves network. We are part of Fans First Sports Network now too, and we're very excited to kind of get this product off and rolling. We've had some really good shows this last week. We've been giving away prizes left and right. We've uh, gave away a pullover the other day and a ball cap uh, just this past week. We're uh, giving away an, a great Cleveland Browns t-shirt. So check that out on our Twitter handle. It's our elves network. We've actually got two uh, Twitter handles now. So two for the price of one elves network and then elves network two. So um, follow us. And I know BP you're, you're helping that out and we're excited to have you on board and helping us uh, launch this this site. So with the Browns draft, before we get to there, I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about free agency. I know you had some takes on that, how they, you know, we've had a chance to kind of, uh, you know, look a little bit at, at, at who they've picked up and um, getting a lot of positive, positive reviews, uh, you know, from a variety of sources here in, in Cleveland and around the country. So how, how do you, how do you see things uh, have, have panned out so far? Yeah, I mean, the free agent, I mean, obviously the Browns last season were seven and 10. It was very disappointing season. You know, no one thought Deshaun Watson was going to be suspended for 11 games. You know, I thought it was going to be six to eight. I think the Browns, when they traded for Watson, thought it was going to be four to six games, something modest mm-hmm. where they could have sort of weather, weathered the storm with a backup quarterback. 
when when the news came down last season that it was going to be 11 game suspension it was devastating for the whole season and so i felt our season was kind of doomed from there and then you know when you look back on it uh jacoby Brissett went four and seven which i know he gets a lot of accolades up here in cleveland i still think you know if he played a little bit better we could have you know, been seven and four in some of those games. Which- isn't it, hey, I mean, BP, isn't it interesting? Like, I, I, like your assessment on, on Brissett, it's all, you know, he was praised quite a bit, but really, statistically, you look at his career, he's not, I mean, he's a, he's a four and seven kind of quarterback. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a game against the, the Jets, there was an interception, an interception against the Falcons. I was at the at Los Angeles Chargers game, there was a horrible interception in the fourth oh. quarter. When he could have probably ran the ball right into the end zone for a touchdown or a first down, and that was those. You know, you talk; those are the three losses that turned us from. You know, could have been ten and seven. To you seven. were there. Yeah, I know I was, that that was game at, was crazy. I was at the Chargers game and I was in that end zone, sitting there, five rows from where Brissett was. And uh, I was like, oh yeah, and it was just took the life out of the stadium. Oh, it did because we had actually walked all the way around to the backside where where your seats were and. We were because we were on the other other side. By the by, the time we wrapped around, uh, we were dealing with all those bugs that, yeah, that day. Yeah. Remember the bugs yeah, off yeah. the lake? Yeah, that was those those midges. Those 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 midges. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, we had the same experience because we were up up above there, in, uh, actually on the opposite end, I should say. And when he threw that interception, he had that gap, and yeah. you could see it from from our angle as clear as day. And but anyway, it was just a bad, bad, bad throw. Yeah. And there was, uh, you know, even that game was a microcosm of the season because earlier in that game, um, the running back, Austin Eckler for the Chargers ran for 71 yards. You know, we had yes. a, like a third and 10 and they run the ball like on a, a draw play and he gets 70 yards. It's like, oh, here we go. You know, the de- it showed you that the defense was not going to cut it. Right. The run defense. So. That's why, you know, I was looking forward to seeing what the Browns did here in the offseason. I think they did very well. I'm going to give you a, just an overview. I'm going to look at the offense and the defense. So okay. break it down because I think the free agency deserves a good amount of time. They Absolutely. Browns had a lot of holes to fill, and I think they did a good job overall. But I'll give you uh, first on the offense. I give the offensive uh, free agency grades a B overall. I think, you know, the, I consider the trade for Elijah Moore part of what they did in free agency, even though they did give up a draft pick there, but they got yeah. back a draft pick. But I consider that part of the free agency. I mean, I, I personally have never heard of the guy until the trade went down. I have to be honest. I, I know there was rumblings that he that he was unhappy with the Jets during the season mm-hmm. because, you know, they had other they brought in some other guys. They brought in the receiver from Ohio State. Right. Uh, Garrett Wilson, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, he was kind of like left out. He didn't get in many targets. And so I wanted the Browns to try to get him back in October. And he actually, back at the Browns-Jets game, he had about three catches for 45 yards. So even that was a sort of a a microcosm of what this guy can do. I mean, that's pretty good production for your third or fourth receiver. And that's what he did against the Browns. Yep. So I think I really like this pickup a lot. I mean, he's been compared to sort of like a – you know, like a poor man's uh, Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. or even the guy that played uh, for the Steelers. What was the guy? Uh, Antonio Antonio Brown. Antonio, yep. He has been compared to him. When he was coming out of the draft from Mississippi State, he was compared to Antonio Brown, like a shorter right. guy, but with fantastic speed. I mean, if this guy's anything like Antonio Brown, we'll all be very happy here in Cleveland. He'll be worth oh, that yeah. second round pick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, 
he's got, you know, these guys don't get paid that much. He's got a lot, he's got a lot to play for. And I think he's also still on his contract. So, you know, you know, he's on like a short, short-term contract where he needs to, you know, produce and then he'll get paid. Mm -hmm. So he's got a lot of motivation to show the NFL that he, he belongs. So I do really like, you know, we were talking earlier about like guys like DeAndre Hopkins. We did it, you know, that was like our, our wish list. Right. And, you know, this Jerry Judy from Denver and, uh, you know, there's yeah. other guys. But, you know, this is who we kind of ended up with, like this veteran receiver with a lot of upside. And I think he's only about 23 years old. Yeah. There's no, a, he is. Yeah. So we'll see how the, and then plus he'll be learning from Deshaun Watson. He'll be learning from, you know, Amari Cooper. He'll be, you know, taking on a lot from our Browns coaching staff. And it'll be very positive here because the Browns really do need him to produce. The so, other wide receiver that they picked up in the a free agency uh, that was more, yeah. even more experienced was Marquise Goodwin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I looked up his stats. He's good for about four, 500 yards a year, mm -hmm. three or four touchdowns. I felt the Browns needed this kind of depth last year. I was shocked. I said here on local Cleveland radio, the fan that, Andrew yeah. Barry almost was punting on the season. I don't feel with or without Watson. I thought they should have brought in our veteran receivers. In fact, I yeah. thought the Browns should have brought in uh, that guy, Bill Fuller from the Houston Texans last going into last season. He, he had great right. production with Watson. They were buddies. Maybe I think Will Fuller, maybe he's a head case or something, but like, that's the kind of guy I wanted the Browns to bring in last season. Yeah, no, it's, um... I always believe now, No, you, you know, we talked about Elijah Moore. We talked about Marquise Goodwin. Now the Browns under the radar, they brought in this uh, Jordan Akins, another, a tight end from Houston. And I look back yes. in 2020, he caught five touchdowns from Deshaun Watson in Houston. So I have a feeling Deshaun Watson lobbied for this guy. Now this might yeah. put Harrison Bryant in a bit of jeopardy, but it hey, could, you know, that's yeah. life in the big. I mean, that's, you know, that's how you get better. You know, there's. Yeah. You know, maybe this guy's a good blocker as well, but he's more than a blocker. He's he's caught five touchdowns from Deshaun Watson. He's also good for three or four hundred yards a season at tight end. You know, there's so many injuries. David Njoku gets injured. You know, every year a couple of games here and there. So I like uh, I really like the signing of this Jordan Akins as well. It's a good a pick. Yeah. 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 And so anybody uh, else that you see? Yeah. Any other other yeah, uh, I mean, observations? The Browns re-sign their starting center, Ethan Posich. Mm -hmm. Again, that's under the radar, but I like it because that's, that's also a great, that's, great pick. Yep. That's, yeah. I mean, you're only as good as your line. You know, I know one, you know, the other guy that uh, is a commentator here uh, with the fans, with the uh, fanatical elves, you know, he loves to talk about the lines and yeah. you're only as good as your offensive line and your defensive line. If yes. you don't, if you can't, if you don't have good line play, you might as well just forget about it. Absolutely. We saw that when Baker Mayfield was here, you know, if, you know, if a couple of guys are missing or out, then, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, your quarterback needs time. So I'm glad the less holes the Browns, you know, had coming to the draft, the better. Ethan Posich was a great signing. Mm -hmm. He was, I thought he was good coming over here from Seattle last year. So I, I'm, I'm pleased with what the Browns did on, on offense. I give them a B for their free agency grade, I, maybe a B plus, but you know, I don't think it's an A or A plus, but I think mm -hmm. it's a solid B. Okay. And cause I'd still, you know, I personally, you know, I still feel they have a hole at running back with Kareem Hunt. Mm -hmm. you know, I would like to see them bring him back if they could. I like, I just like the yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wrote an article recently yeah. about him about, yep. Yeah. 
I love his spirit. I love the fact that he's from here. He played at University of Toledo. I, I really want to see the Browns win something while he's on the team. I think would mean a lot for the community. Yeah. You know, he's from well, this we'll see area. If they, they, we'll see if they bring him back. I mean, he's still out there. They, that might be, I, like I talked to Steve last night, a late uh, decision. It could be something where they're going, they go in the training camp and he's still out there. And, you know, there might be a team that either loses a running back during that time period or the Browns decide they want to pick him up just the last second. Who knows? Yeah. And again, I mean, unfortunately for the running back position, they're not doling out huge contracts to these guys. And, you know, no. I, mean, I would like to see him flourish if he needs to go to, you know, another team, like let's say the Miami Dolphins or, you know, whatever, just pick a team. Right. But, you know, I would love to have, I would love to have Kareem Hunt back because I think he he does a lot for the team and he's a good insurance policy because you need, you know, you need depth. I don't yes. care. Everybody, when you look at these teams, oh, they look so good, you know, in May, June, and July. Yeah. But when the season starts, it's like a war of attrition. I know. know on the Dog Pound Daily, um, you know, I write for them too, and then also Cleveland Sports Talk. Um, there was an article today our our editor in chief Randy wrote about. Um, he he was reporting about Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott being out there still as a free agent, and the the prospects of him coming to Cleveland late. Um, he he didn't uh, agree with that. He didn't think that was much of a, a good case because uh, Elliott's kind of run out of out of juice these last uh, while. So. I didn't know if you ever, you know, would, would that appeal to you? Someone like bringing in Zeke? I mean, he yeah. was a former Buckeye. I mean, as a long, as a, a huge Buckeye fan, you know, and supporter, my son goes to Ohio State. I mean, I love Ohio, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, but I don't think yeah. he'd be a great fit here. No. Because I think he still thinks he's got a lot in the tank. I think he's going to want some big money and a lot of catches and touches. And I think... You know, I think with Deshaun Watson and all these receivers and tight ends, it's going to be hard yeah. to give Nick Chubb a lot of touches. So That's a good point. Yeah. I, I just don't think there's enough balls to go around. So, no. I would <laughs> say, and Ezekiel Elliott might be a little bit of a high maintenance guy. Yes. So, I would say I would like to see him go somewhere else. Well, we'll talk about some other Buckeyes here as we get, uh, we start talking here about the draft. Before we get into the draft, I'm going to take a, a quick break. So, uh, we'll be right back. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We're going to pause and go dead quiet here for about three seconds. And we'll be right back, folks. Okay, we are back. How is everybody? Okay, back to we were finishing our chat about free agency. Any final thoughts before we jump into the draft there? Yeah, BP? I would like to go to the... Uh... The defense for a minute. Talk about the, what the Browns did on in free agency with the defense. Yeah. Yep. Now I gave the Browns offense a grade of B, but for the defensive moves, I gave them an A. Okay. Because I really like they brought in Dalvin Tomlinson from you know defensive tackle, and uh, they brought in uh, you know Juan Thornhill safety from your Kansas. Love that kid. Yeah. And they also brought in. I'm not even going to say the guy from Houston, the edge rusher. <laughs> Open. I'm calling him. I'm calling him O squared because like it's double O, yeah. so I'm just O squared. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need time on that one. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe by September I'll get it, but for now, yeah, let's call him O squared. O squared. Or Okanaranku. <laughs> yeah. O O double O. Yeah. yeah. Just like you know, J O K. J O K works for me for the the guy, the linebacker from Notre Dame. So okay, our team. Um, some other the Browns re-signed Taki Taki, which I'm happy about. I like him. You good. Know, yes, that was a good solid signing. He he was injured during the season. Hopefully he'll be ready to go in September. Same thing. Anthony Walker, the Browns re-signed him. 
The Browns, the Browns also signed this guy Tristan Hill as like a backup defensive tackle. So yeah, I think what they did is they fortified, you know, like the safety position, the defensive tackle. They brought in an edge rusher. So I think they did a good job in filling the needs with guys that are, you know, for affordable for the most part. Now Tomlinson cost a good amount of money, but the Browns yeah. really need, that was the biggest hole in the Browns. The runs they need a run stopper, a defensive tackle. And I think that's like, uh, BP, we talked a little bit. I talked to Steve the other night about kind of that strategy that, that they had on free agency that they, it was interesting that they did try to go after the Philadelphia Eagle, um, Hargrave or Hargrove, um, yeah. didn't get him, but because they didn't get him, then they were able to put their money in on Tomlinson and the other, the double O, uh, O squared guy. And that, that actually kind of probably benefited the Browns free agency there on the defensive side of the ball yeah now what's one thing i did want to note about uh, free agency also that uh, there's a lot of guys that haven't signed yet which is yeah surprising like uh john johnson the third has not signed with any team yet neither has jadavian Clowney, and neither has ronnie harrison so you see yeah i wouldn't mind if some of those guys came back to the browns i i personally met john johnson the third he's a cool guy very nice yeah. great guy super nice guy but, you know, he didn't work out here, but, you know, I, I actually like him. And Ronnie Harrison, all, on paper, seemed like a, a safety that really should be good. I like yeah. him. Yeah. He's, he's only 25 years old, too. But, I mean, you know, he came back last year after he didn't – he was a – you know, had that one-year contract, came came back again. So, I, I, I don't know if he'd come back. But, you know, John Johnson, I don't know. No, John Johnson probably won't come back because he's more of a higher, um, higher yeah. level guy. He's going to want – and then they brought in Thornhill to take his spot. Right. Ronnie Harrison, I can see, you know, he doesn't make as much money as John Johnson. So, you know, maybe the Browns, again, you said he's a young guy. I know his, he's like 6'3", 210. That's yep. good size for a safety. And, he, you know, he's an Alabama guy. I mean, to me, I would give this guy another chance. Like, you know, that's, they met all the Browns like Greedy Williams go. He signed yes, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's been some attrition. Like the Browns have lost some guys. So we'll. We'll see now, I saw the other day, um, or the, the the discussion right now is another defensive tackle or um, Al Woods, and a very um, uh, experienced guy who most recently played for the Seattle Seahawks on the on the line. He's come in for a visit now with the Browns this past week, so that yeah. could be another pickup late yeah. here that the Browns make. Yeah, but like I said, overall, I really like what the Browns did. Uh, in free agency. So overall, I give them for the whole overall, I give them a B plus for all their free agency moves. I give them Excellent. a B on offense. I give them an A on defense. And I think they did a good job, especially since they're limited with their draft picks. They don't have a number one pick in the draft, you know, mm -hmm. first round pick. They don't have a second round pick now. So yeah, if you want so they did, they did. I'm sorry, BP. They did really well with all, I mean, overall pretty well, like you're saying. So transitioning to the draft talk, then where do you think the, you know, yeah. Andrew Barry is going to go with this, with, with his strategy? What, what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I just want to give our audience sort of an overview of where the Browns are drafting. Like a lot of people don't know. You have to almost. Right. You, you know, we are, we have the, these are the first three picks we have in the draft pick number 74 in the third round, pick number 98 in the third round and pick number 111 in the fourth round. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So you don't want to waste a lot of time studying the first round, which, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, we're not there this year. So we don't have to worry right. about the four quarterbacks that are going and the, all these other guys, all the right. defensive tackles that have been in prison, you know, down in <laughs> Alabama and Georgia. 
<laughs> we don't have to worry about all those guys. We can, you know, we can worry about the, the third right. round and beyond. <laughs> yeah. It's, and so, so yeah, I got the Browns with the 74th pick. That's, you know, like an early um, third round pick. I yeah. think the Browns, I mean, my, my, in analyzing the Browns roster after free agency, I really think their first uh, focus should be on edge rusher. Okay. And my also thought either edge rusher or a linebacker. And also when you think about it, those guys don't take years to cultivate, you know, usually with an edge rusher, they're ready to go right off the bat. You know, you don't have to right. look at these wide receivers. The Browns have guys like David Bell and who knows if they'll ever develop properly. Same thing with Schwartz. Yes. Know? So I think defensive guys usually develop quicker. And so that's why I think, the Browns don't have – I think this year is do or die for the Browns. I really do. This season is is pressure-packed season for Andrew Barry. Oh, Paul definitely. Paul yeah. DePodesta, you know, Andrew Barry, and, you know, our, and, and Kevin Stefanski. I think there's a lot of pressure on these guys to get close to the – play, get to the playoffs. Yeah. So it, I don't think we, they have time to develop players at certain positions. I think – so an edge rusher, in my okay. opinion, would be our first pick at, like, pick 74. Okay. And so I've got a couple of names. Again, yeah. I'm not going to pretend I know these guys inside and out. <laughs> what, you, you know, haven't I, been scouting them? Come on now. <laughs> no, we don't have it in our budget. That's true. Not yet, at least. Maybe not next yet. year. Yeah. yeah. Next year I'll get on a, a you know, a Spirit <laughs> Airlines flight. That's our goal, folks. That's our goal. All right. But I do, I like this guy, Derek. Derek Hall from Auburn. He's okay. rated 56 best prospect in, in right. the draft. He's a, yep. you know. He's got all the right measurables, 6'3", 256. Yes. Edge rusher. I like guys from the SEC because I know they're proven and they're they're usually the best of the best. So I yes. always like guys from Alabama, Georgia, Auburn, and LSU. You know, those type of guys yeah. usually move the needle for me. It's almost like a, it's like a lineage, just like in basketball. You want guys that went to Kentucky. You want guys that went to Duke. Yep. You know, so it's almost like the best guys go to the best programs. It's usually how it goes. That's my opinion. So now, so that's Derek Hall is my first choice for an edge rusher for the Browns with the 74th pick. I also like a guy uh, out of uh, Notre Dame. He's mm -hmm. rated as like, again, the number maybe 61st prospect, uh, Jeremiah T Foskey. Okay, right. Yep. So, and then, you know, that's, uh, there's also another guy, BJ Ojulari, whose brother, Mm -hmm. uh, Aziz Ojolari plays for the Giants, and he's a yes. solid player. This guy, yep. Ojolari, went to LSU. LSU, yep, I've written yep. about him. Yep. He's also ranked as like the 58th best prospect edge rusher. I mean, usually, I like it when there's lineage, when there's brothers, then there, there's been yeah. success. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, just like, you know, you see like the Bosa brothers, point. you know, mm -hmm. uh, some of the guys, uh, there's a brother, Terrell Edmonds and his brother have been successful in the NFL. So usually when the brothers, I usually, that's a trait that you look for. I think they'll be, you know, usually successful if one guy has already made it to the NFL. The other guy usually will follow suit. And uh, there's a couple other guys. Dayon Henley is a is a more of a linebacker from uh, Washington State. Yep, I wrote about him too, yeah. And there's a guy yep. from Alabama, Henry, and his name is spelled Tutu. Tutu. <laughs> yeah. not, no, okay. Yeah, you got to look him up. His name is spelled T-O-O-T-O-O. So with a name like that, he's got to be good. Henry Tutu. <laughs> so I've got now the, uh, the local kid here in Ohio. Uh, he's not from Alabama. You know, uh, Carl Brooks is another kid out of Bowling Green. Um, I know he's been getting some 
No, you're not related. You're not related to him, are you? Brooks? No. Okay. No. Then that would be that would no, be a good he, uh, policy. He, no, he's uh he's a he's a good uh he's getting some props. I think they're projecting him as like a fourth or fifth uh rounder. Um he had he played five seasons, so he doesn't quite fit the criteria for an Andrew Berry player who's young. He's like, you know, he's 23, I think. Um, but he had a very successful career. Bowling Green obviously was the max, so the competition wasn't as strong. But um, yeah, those are a lot of names. The other name that I have uh, circulated a couple times, and I say this guy, he's from Missouri. Uh, his name's Isaiah McGuire. Um, we had Jordan, we have Jordan Elliott right now from Missouri, and so he's also projected like as a fifth or sixth rounder. So I was looking at some of these middle round guys um on the edge there's another young kid well uh nick hampton um out of appalachian state that's another name that uh i was kind of doing some research on recently so well i always liked appalachian state because they beat michigan yeah. they beat michigan one year that's right <laughs> i could believe yeah yeah so those are any now what are, where's the next uh area of need you think yeah, and also, so we covered edge rusher. There's some good names there. I think the Browns will definitely use that, you know, edge rusher or linebacker. And then defensive tackle, you know, there's a guy from Ohio State, Zach Harrison. Yes. Who's yep. great. He's, I've always rooted for him. He's a good guy. You know, he always stood out to me during the Ohio State games. Uh, he's yep. ranked as the 68th best prospect in the draft. So I would keep an eye on him, possibly, as a defensive tackle. You know, he could. Right. Either, yeah. So that could be good. And then okay. as a safety, as a backup safety, again, from Alabama, Jordan Battle, which, you know, that's a great yeah. name, you know, with a name like Battle, you know, yes. from Alabama. That's he sounds like a winner to me. And he's rated as the 90th best prospect. So I could easily see the Browns taking a, a you know look at some of these guys we've talked about here. How about running back? Where do you find yourself on running back? I know like we were talking earlier about not having much experience behind Nick Chubb. Do you think the Browns pursue a running back in this draft? No, not at all. Because remember, they drafted uh, Jerome Ford. Yes. Of, uh, I call him the president. That's my nickname because it sounds like Gerald Ford. Right. So they, they drafted him last year out of Cincinnati. And he showed, you know, in preseason, he showed a lot. He really did. I was yes. up here in Cleveland. were super impressed with him. And uh, they thought he was actually... He, might he might have pushed Kareem Hunt to be traded, you know, in the in the like, you know, in the off season of last yeah. season, but it didn't happen. But I think a lot of people were pushing for that. Okay. After, uh, Jerome Ford was drafted, but I think the Browns see him as their backup for. Even though I do like Kareem Hunt, I think he's also in a very affordable backup to Nick Chubb. So I think that's how they're going to go. Okay. But I do really like this Jordan Battle, uh, the safety from Alabama, is a is okay a, uh, is a pick for the Browns, and I I like that. Yeah. So that's my thought for the Browns draft. And uh, okay. if you want, we could, you know, cover another topic. Yeah, no, I thought we're, we're going we're to hit the schedule here next. I, I don't, with, before we run over to there, I think, um, you know, as far as the running backs, I, Cleveland has had history of at least taking somebody during the draft. So I'm going to say that they're going to take somebody maybe in the late, late rounds, kind of like they did with Demetric Felton, who you, you, UCLA, who's, we don't know if he's going to make the team, but I had a couple names down here. One of them was Rashawn Johnson, um, a kid out of Texas. He wasn't the main guy at Texas. He was kind of like the backup, but he's he's had a productive couple, three seasons down there. You know, 90 carries, five or 600 yards, um, good size, like 6'1", 6'2". So that's one name. And then another name that keeps circulating with Browns fans is Deuce Vaughn, 
who um, out of K-State, he's a little guy. Um, you never know what's going to happen in, in the kicking game um, with our special teams. So he's, you know, I don't see him necessarily being, you know, he could not be drafted and maybe selected as a um, free agent, you know, if he, if he doesn't get 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 drafted. That We were talking about that on the other show the other night about how, the, how Andrew Berry has done a good job, um, especially with guys who don't, get drafted he stays in contact with them and then they sign some of their these guys who are, are uh there's a guy that the browns play with right now ac a. green mm-hmm. who um yeah. plays what cornerback and cornerback. um yeah and he was an un, unsigned guy and that's an example of kind of one where they from stories that i was told that you know they stayed in contact with him and immediately when the draft ended like he was one of the their, their first uh sign so yeah. Let's let's transition to um, the schedule. We kind of switch, shift gears a little bit. I know we don't have the schedule out yet, but we've got we know who the team is going to be playing home and away. I did read something interesting about how the Browns, and this isn't uh, unique necessarily, but they have three games on the West Coast. I believe they go to play, or they play yeah, they play the Rams, they play Seattle, and they play out in Denver. And I think they put in a request that some point to the NFL recently that um, they wanted to see if they could get those games together, at least two of them. So they weren't having to travel, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the, on the schedule and, and uh, how do you, how do you see the Browns um, doing this, doing with that? Sure. One thing I did want, you mentioned Denver and I have to give the audience a tidbit. I always like to point, but it was, it was announced on ESPN yesterday that John Elway was was released from the Denver Broncos. He, I missed that. What yeah. the hell? What, yeah. What's so, I, you know he's been our nemesis for only thirty. Oh my years. God! Yeah, you mean horse mouth? You mean right, you know, right? Buck, buck teeth, you know? Right. And he like, it was just he, the, the he ruined the, my childhood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was at that you know the I was at the drive ready to go to the Super Bowl and he ruined my good time. Uh, back in 86. Yep. It was 87, I think. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. You were there with your family? or your, Yeah, your and we were all ready and... to go to you know Pasadena or New yes. Orleans, wherever the Super We were like making our plans. How are we going to yes. do business on these cities and, and right off the trip to go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> and then, of course, Elway brings it back. And, uh, yeah, it's, but it was announced on ESPN yesterday that Elway's contract expired with the Broncos, and he has not been renewed, and he has done – the Broncos are done with John Elway officially. Can you, after only, you know, since 1984 when they drafted him. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember how that went down too? Remember when he got drafted that he. I do. Was, yeah. Wasn't he originally drafted? Thing. What? He was drafted originally by the Baltimore Colts. Yes. And he did not want to go. He made it be known that he did not want to go to Baltimore because he was a West Coast guy. He went to, you know, went to high school in California, went to Stanford. Yep. He said, there's no way I'm not going to report. Uh, in fact, I think he was a baseball player. He, he he had an offer to play for the Yankees, I think. And so oh, he was that's right. to play yep. baseball. Yeah, he did. He was- Yeah. And so he made this whole big stink. And I don't know what the, the Baltimore Colts ended up getting for him, but obviously it wasn't enough. You know, <laughs> I mean, say what you want. John, John Elway is a Hall of Fame player. Yes. You know, he really messed up our, our dreams here in Cleveland. <laughs> But you kind, know, kind of like Michael Jordan with the Cavs, but we'll, yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll have another conversation on that on another on another show. Right, but to me, it's shocking that you know that the Broncos parted ways with John Elway, like in in all capacities. You know, yeah. he's, not, he's not even an advisor or 
you know, this or that. He is so. Well, isn't it kind of funny too that you know, like Bernie Kosar, our our yeah. favorite childhood, you know, he's been released too. I mean, he was a while back, you know, but in the last year as well. So both the the guys that were quarterbacking that great game back in the day, you know, now they're not. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, the the Broncos are owned by the part of the Walmart family now, so okay. they they're not owned by the other the longtime you know Broncos owners. Yeah. Well, they probably felt they, you know, hey, we don't need to pay Elway. We'll bring in our own people and we'll stay with yeah. our own general manager. And, you know, that's it. You know, they, they, you know, that's what happens, you know, when there's a uh, new ownership groups, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I just want to give you that tidbit. I thought it was shocking that, you know, the. Oh, the, yeah. That is shocking. I, you know, I've got to go yeah. read up on that. Yeah. And so <laughs> you did mention the Brown schedule. I mean, yes. I thought I would touch on it just for a second. Sure. Yep. But, you know, obviously the, the order of the games hasn't been announced and all the times, but we do know the opponents. So I'm not going to go over every team, but I, I, I'll go over some of the games I think we could lose. So I think the Browns are playing the Jets at home. Again. Yeah, again. And unfortunately, you know, the Jets are probably going to have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, you know, most yeah. likely, but nothing's <laughs> official. I hope it falls through. As a as a long yes. New York hater and a longtime you know Browns fan, I don't want to play Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I, hell no, no, because he he's tough. He really is. But so that I think the Browns will have a tough. That's a home game against the Jets. I think that'll be a, a fantastic game, and we owe them one for sure. Oh yeah, they, they helped. Even though it was game two last year, they helped screw up our season last year. So that they did. That, and then we got after the Jets, we've got the 49ers coming in here. That's a home game and. And Shanahan is a fantastic coach. I've got a ton of respect for uh, Kyle Shanahan, the coach yes. of San Francisco. Yep. I don't know how he does it with that running game. You know, they've always got a great defense. He's got the running game. They, they've gashed us for, you know, with 200 yards every time we play them in, in rough rushing yardage. And they always piece together, a, you know, who knows? But so right. I, I got questions if the Browns and I, Stefanski needs to be better as a coach. You know, last year we got clobbered by the Patriots at home. <laughs> yes. I mean, everybody said the Patriots had a bad year. They came into Cleveland. They beat us about like 38 to 15 or something. It was something. an awful game. Yeah. yeah. And at, that actually, and I was really disappointed in Stefanski's performance. I mean, uh, Belichick just outcoached him every which way. And that was, that turned, we turned, we became two and four after that loss. And that, I said on local radio, I said, that's the end of the season for us. I said, I don't see us bouncing back. That was such an embarrassing loss. It really was. You yeah. think about it. That's not a game that a lot of people talk about. Um, you know, they focus on the Jets' loss because it was so heartbreaking. But New England came in and they just crushed us. Yeah. No, you're right. And it was embarrassing. And maybe, you know, now Jacoby Brissett started that game for the Browns. Maybe Bill Belichick has some kind of insight into Jacoby Brissett. I think you're right. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Because he did play quite a bit of time Maybe, yeah, maybe he still has, you know, his uh, cell phone codes or something. I don't know. But he... <laughs> He like had his number big time. I think it was Stefanski was, you know, I know people give me we're talking about the Denny's menu, but he was probably trying to order too many items yeah. that, that day and wasn't focused on, on the game. Okay. Back, back to reality. Okay. Right. So that's, <laughs> we're going through the schedule. I think at the home, I think the Browns will take care of Cincinnati, Pittsburgh and Baltimore at home. Really? Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Browns will take care of teams like the, the Jaguars at home, Tennessee Titans, the bears and Arizona at home. Then, so on the okay. road, I always assume the Browns are going to have a hard time winning at Pittsburgh, at Baltimore, and Cincinnati. That's just a given. Yes. Unless they're like a super team that's, you know, that's, those are, so I consider those to be potential losses, which is fair, you know. Pittsburgh is, is a pretty good team. 
Yeah. You know, they're rebuilding. I think we're better than them, but so we'll see what happens with that. But they still have guys like J.J. Watt. You know, they do have some gamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see about that. And I think when the Browns go, even though the Browns are a much better team than Seattle, I think they'll have trouble at Seattle. Yes. I just think, uh, you know, the Seattle crowd, you've even mentioned it, that they're like... Well, and I'm going to tell you right now, like, you know, I've got my... my uh, my my daughter lives out there in Seattle, so I've already made. We're already making plans. I will be in attendance in Seattle, so oh. hopefully that will spark a win for the Browns. I know me being there in in the stadium will make a difference. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I was at. I was at. There probably won't be many Browns fans at that game. I mean, they're. Well, they're, my daughter and I will will be woofing, woof 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 woof. Um, as, no, as, as, I was at the Brown Seattle game a couple of years ago uh, when Russell Wilson was the quarterback for Seattle. Okay. I was at that game and they, they traveled pretty well. I couldn't believe all the green, you know, guys yeah. wearing green hair and green. Yeah. Leprechaun jacket. Hey, have you ever had a, have you ever been to Seattle? Yes. Have you ever had a Seattle dog like before a Mariners game or anything? No, you, you, I never went to a Mariners game. So a Seattle dog is a hot dog with um, cream cheese mm-hmm. and, and sauerkraut. Okay. Very unique. Cream Sounds, cheese. Yeah. Well, Yuck. at, at, at yeah. Progressive Field, they have hot dogs with, um, what are those things? With like uh, Lucky Charms on them and cheer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you could try that when you're up here at uh, Progressive Field. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't recommend I'll it. I'll just stick with the stadium mustard. We're, we're just all about the stadium mustard. Yeah. You can't do anything at a Cleveland sports event without stadium mustard. Well, I, I have that here at home, you know. Uh, I've got it right downstairs too. So, yep, I'm going to have some later. Yeah. And the last time, I know we're taping this now, but the Guardians yeah. were winning 2 nothing against. Oh, Seattle, good. Okay. Beating your Seattle Mariners. Oh, that. <laughs> but you did mention, again, oh, the Browns are also playing at the LA Rams. Now, you know, the Rams are, I think they're beatable now. So, I, but I still think that could possibly be a loss, but. I think okay. the Browns can beat the LA Rams now. They're sort of a depleted team. They've yeah. lost a bunch of talent. Yeah. But they still have Aaron Donald. They'll have Matthew Stafford, but they don't have the receivers they used to have. They don't have, they lost uh, Jalen Ramsey, the cornerback. So I think the Browns can handle these teams. I'm, I'm being very optimistic about the Browns here, but there's a lot of pressure on this season. And oh, uh, time. We haven't even, we haven't mentioned much about Deshaun Watson. I mean, here's a guy making all this money. And he didn't look very good last year for the Brown in those six no. games. No, he really didn't. So, and you know, we'll see, but you know, there's a lot of pressure on him too, with this contract. There's a lot of, there's a lot of negativity against him in every yeah. NFL stadium. There's yeah. a lot of negativity. Maybe he can't handle that. Maybe. Yeah. We don't really know. I mean, he got six games. There's a lot of question marks there. You know, the, the supporters of Deshaun um, are going to say, you know, he, he'll be back to his regular self, or at least they, believe that the, the 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 naysayers um are doubting any right now because of what they saw in those six games and the guaranteed money is definitely putting puts pressure on the, the team and puts pressure on number four the uh, yeah. himself so uh like you said that going on the road and playing in hostile environments and that's not going to change um that'll be telling as the season starts and, and progresses right yeah, I said all I've said here on local radio here that you know the, the NFL kind of hates the Browns. All the owners are mad at us for that guaranteed contract. 
you know, they're so we're really it's almost like we're like a David against Goliath over here. Oh right? yeah. You know, I mean, so there's a lot everybody wants to see us fail with this Deshaun Watson trade and the contract and mm -hmm. you know, people don't even love the ha they didn't love the Haslams to start with. They didn't love the Haslam and then the Haslams they bought 25% of the Milwaukee Bucks just yeah. which is I'm not that happy about that because they've never won anything here with Cleveland, and yet they're branching out to buy, you know, a big chunk of the Milwaukee Bucks for eight hundred right. million dollars. So, yeah, you know, any final thoughts on the schedule there before we, we're going to yeah. kind of wrap things up? I think, just, you know, since it's April seventh, I'm going to give you my. Uh, we haven't seen the, what the Browns do in the draft. You never know; they could trade up. Yeah. Or, first round pick or a second round pick, but I'm predicting the Browns as is will go 11 and six. That's generous. That's, that's a nice, that's a nice, yeah. that, that's, I mean, it's a, I mean, it, it could very well you, happen. That gets you into the playoffs. They might be able to win the division. I think the Browns are, I just heard again today, Joe Mixon is in trouble with the law down in Cincinnati. Well, that's not a shocker. No, but you know, that it's <laughs> no, uh, I get no. And I think like, like Brad, you, you said at the beginning, you know, the, the team finished seven and 10 a year ago, but realistically, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs and I know you don't want to go down that road, but you know, really, honestly, they, they should have won the jets game. Right. They should have beaten Atlanta last year. They, they were in control of that game. Uh, the San Diego, or I mean the, uh, the yeah. chargers right. game, those are three games at least realistically that they they could have easily won so that would have given yeah. them 10 wins and they so also lost at home they got swept by the Steelers you know the Steelers were supposed to be rebuilding we lost I think that first game at home 15 to 10. yes I think it was a pretty really ugly game and so you know that was really bitter it's always to lose the I hate losing to Pittsburgh I hate losing the ball we all hate losing the Pittsburgh those but I, I have to give a compliment again to the fans first sports network the guys from Pittsburgh, the affiliate with the Steelers, they've really been helping with uh, get this uh, group and this uh, this network off and running. So I'll give them their due and their 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 their, their props. I mean, I I used to not bank with PNC Bank because I found out they were based out of Pittsburgh. Right, right. <laughs> but I, yeah, so that's how much I hate Pittsburgh. Sorry. Well, Brad, we're going to have to get you back on. We'll have a couple more shows here as we get get closer to the draft, and then when, once we get into the draft. Um, our, our fanatical elves network, we're going to be providing everybody with some updates, um, immediate conversation right after some of these picks. So Brad will be coming back on and hopefully some of the other, other uh, contributors. So you might hear from them, um, give their, their, their takes. Uh, if the Browns do have their first draft pick at 74, 98, and that's stick to it, uh, expect to hear from us. We'll be there ready to go. And, uh, so plan on, uh, tuning into our, our network and, our multiple podcasts are going to be popping at you. So we really appreciate you, Brad, coming on. BP uh, from Pepper Pike coming on today. Um, I appreciate all of your insight. And I think, you know, we, there's a lot of optimism. We've been talking about that. And obviously, as a Browns fan, there's always optimism. Um, and uh, with the draft just around the corner, it's going to be in Kansas City uh, starting April 27th. Great, the great city of Kansas City. Uh, some great barbecue out there and steaks and uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, had a chance to live out there all those years. So I, I've always liked getting out there to Kansas, but um, will you be going to the, the draft? What now? Will you be attending the draft? I, I would love to, but I, I don't think I'm going to be able to manage it this time. I did get to go to the draft a few years ago back. Did you get to go to that too, by the way? Did you, 
Went up no. there to the. I didn't no, know. They, if you had, uh, I watched that on TV because uh, it was like I, during the pandemic and kind of yeah. like coming. Yeah. But on a side note, I'm there was a fantastic band that played down there, and I'm friends with those guys, the, the oh, okay. Sunrise Jones band that played. They, uh -huh. they played during the NFL draft on stage. They were like, you know. When, oh yeah. When was, it was Goodell, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, they're a really good band. So if anybody ever needs a good band for a party, uh, let me know. Let me, is there any way, like anybody that's listening to the podcast, again, where to reach you or find you? I know you do a lot with basketball mm -hmm. as well. You want to share out any of that before we, we let you go? Yeah. Well, just to let you know, we are going to have a Cleveland Cavs watch party sometime yes. to watch the Cavs play the Knicks sometime after April 15th. That's going to be held. And I'm going to post this online okay. when we have the exact date, but it's going to be after April 15th. It'll be for one of the Cavs away games against the okay. Knicks. It's going to be held at the High and Dry Bar and Restaurant in Tremont, which is a really fun place. Yeah. You know, you're, of course, invited. Everybody's invited. Thank you. Yeah, and we're going to have uh, giveaways, trivia contest. I'm going to run a trivia contest at halftime. We're going to have Garrett Garrett Bush from 92.3 The Fan is going to be there, and Earl Earl the Pearl Maudlin is going to be there. Those ah. are two good guys. G. Bush really knows his football. So we, you can ask, the audience can ask any questions they want for the guys okay. before the Cavs, Knicks game, and I'll be running a contest with prizes at halftime. So we always have a lot of fun. We have a couple hundred people show up. There's TVs everywhere. It's really good bar food, you know, burgers, fries, onion right. rings, pierogies, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So well, I understand it. Yeah. And uh, you can check me out at BP and Pepper Pike on Twitter or, you know, at BP Ohio 2015. Yeah, great, great content. Great, uh, we love having you, uh, and I'm so happy that you're part of our our, our programming here with the Fanatical Elves Network. Um, again, this is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. We have had VP and Pepper Pike join us tonight, uh, talking all draft. We're going to be coming to you here uh, again. We got a full slate of schedule coming up this next week, uh, multiple shows, and as we're getting closer to that that draft for the Brownies. So again, everybody, thank you. For joining us, uh, BP, again, one time, last time, thank you again. And I like to finish the show by saying, everybody remember too, that's right, keep smiling. Everybody take care.